Welcome back. I'm your host, Jason Wilson, and this is part two of our Psychic Ability series on Darkness to Light. Actually, I wanted to ask you, I know everybody on here is an authentic, but um, in your opinion, Exe, what makes an authentic psychic? What, what are some of your attributes? Oh, gosh. Well, I work from my heart. I work from my soul. I work from my God. Um, I trust. I like what I think it was Sean said. Um, the learning to trust uh, is huge and it took a long time. Um, you, ha you have to go there. It's a journey. I mean, you, everybody has their own journey and you do your own thing. Um, you know, and I think not, 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 no disrespect to anybody, but I mean, I'm, my God doesn't look the same as anybody else's. And I, you know, I mean, I, I know that and I've learned that. And that's great. I, I love that about it. Um, he's not new age. He's old, you know, like me and amazing. Um, but to trust your messages and to give them to people and to trust them with them. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a double trust factor there. Um, people come to you because they trust you. So, you know, there's a triple. And um, to me, it's, you know, it's, it's proving yourself out to yourself. I don't really give a damn what anybody else thinks about me. I, the age is a great qualifier for that. It's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, and I know who I am, what my abilities are, what I can give I would give everything I can to someone to help them to help qualify, quantify, clarify whatever it is that they need at the, this time for whatever we're doing or reading, uh, you know, whatever. And, you know, to go there, I mean, that's a big question. And it's not so much a loaded question because I've, I trust me and I trust my spirit guides all of them and God, when I call on him to help me with answers and questions. And sometimes I have to go as far as give me the numbers I need for these people because they'll ask for numbers or give me an age of someone. I know they're going to want to bring through a name because there was, aren't always things that'll come up clear for me and to go there, but I put it totally in spirit's hands. And I, you know, say, okay, this is, this, I'm reading for Julie. Please help me do the best job that I possibly can as a living human coming to you who are in spirit form. Give me these messages. She's looking for assistance in whatever it is that she's going to ask for. I kind of usually already know a lot of them because their their people will come through sometimes two days before three days before it's like whoa you know you gotta back up a little bit she isn't coming in for like two more days i'll talk to you then you know it's very cute um and we you know we go from there but my my goal isn't to get them to trust me 
or to believe me, my goal is to give them a message that they can understand. Um, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. It's, it's just so that they understand it and that it makes sense. Sometimes spirit messages do not. You get the most random things. They'll show you a red rose and a chair and it's like, okay, but you give them everything that you get and it makes sense to them some, a lot of times, 99% of the times for me. So, you know, I think that it's important to go there, but gosh, I hope that answered the question because it, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know truly what that is. I, you know, I hope that they do because I believe in my heart and in my soul that this is what they're supposed to be receiving. No, that was a wonderful answer. Great. Thank you. I broke out in a sweat. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, you did a great job with that. <laughs> Stacy, what would you say is an authentic uh, psychic? Wow. I, I think she nailed it, you know, and it, for me, it's trust. And it takes a lifetime to get to this spot. I mean, we've done this forever, you know. Um, and it's, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just the messenger. Yep. Uh, and before every client, and even after all these years, every single time, no matter what I'm doing, before every client, I pray, please show me everything they need to, to see to make their own judgment. Please help me to understand what you show me because... You know, yeah, we get weird things that make no sense to us, but it makes sense to them. And so I just want to be able to understand, deliver the message that helps them, give them their options, because I never tell anybody what to do. That's not my job. My job is to deliver the message and give people options. I'm talking like about a personal reading and, um, and then, you know, help them at least see something clear in front of them so they can do what's best for them um you know and and like going into work do paranormal work um that's all trust we don't know what we're walking into um and so i think that it's intention what are your intentions are you know my intentions are pure i i want to do what i need to do and um this is, you know, this kind of work is, is not easy. It's not like some, you know, glory job. It's a lot of very sad, heavy things, but also there's a lot of just beautiful, beautiful things that happen. So they all even out, but it's not easy and it takes its toll. Um, but when you're called to do it, you do it. And um, like I said, it's not about me. Um, I'm the messenger and I just want to deliver the best message and help whoever I'm with the best that I could help them. And for me, it's really as simple as that. I'm just an old fashioned psychic medium. I don't do, I, I don't do anything new age at all. I don't even get it. Um, I'm just old school. Let's go see what we can find and either fix it or throw it out or do whatever we need to do with it. And then get on and then get on to the next, <laughs> you know, really, I'm pretty simple. 
Okay, I know that uh, along with your jobs, a tremendous amount of sacrifice goes into it. How does this affect your relationships with friends and family? Uh, Sean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, can, that can be tough. Yeah, it can be tough at times. Um, I, have, um, I have some relatives that don't necessarily, they're very um, heavy within a, a different faith, let's just say that. And it took them a long time to begin to embrace me um, well, it actually started, it took me a while to embrace what was coming forward for myself. So I, I'm, I'm not sitting here and saying that they're wrong and not understanding it, but they do now understand it after several years of what I do and have actually reached out to me for different things, which, you know, like on the down low, but Hey, you know, at least I, I know that they're coming around that because I do feel like. I feel as though um, some folks do judge us uh, based on, oh, you know, we've heard of so many scam artists that are, are potentially working within this field. Um, coming from their viewpoint, they think that. So they're, they're assuming, well, how are you going to, why are you going to get into something after being in the military for 26 years where your integrity is, is fully intact and then you're going into this questionable field. And so they kind of go and I'm, this is not a questionable field Sorry, for me. This, this, this in no way, shape, or form is this a questionable, questionable field. And they just don't understand that I was helping people while I was in the military. I felt like I was called to service. I was in for 26 years. I helped people. I did things so that people have freedom. I was there. And then now I turn around and I'm helping people in a different way. And I think they, they got used to explaining to their friends that I was military and they were just so proud that I was the military guy. And now they, when people ask him, well, what's he doing now? That's when they have issues explaining it, but it's not my issue. My issue is I'm still helping people. It has affected my relationships with them initially. But the, the thing is it really has turned around when they see how true and how honest I still am and how, how I, I look to really truly help people. Um, you know, with spooky situations, with, with turmoil in their life, with all sorts of different situations to come into my path. And I do embrace every single one of them, you know, but at the same time, it, it makes it difficult to find that significant other because um, when this first started, it kind of deteriorated my, my previous relationship. So it's one of those things where I embrace it fully. I take it on fully. Um, but at the same time, I'm sitting here going, I need somebody else that is going to embrace me for who I am. So it'll, it'll happen for me. But at the same time, I embrace what has been given to me. And those relationships that are around me, if they're meant to be there, they're going to still be there. And that's, that's the thing. I have a path. I'm going to be on this path. And I'm not going to back down from this path no matter what happens. So it's the, the main thing is it's, it's been a blessing and I continue to embrace it as it comes to me. That's a good point. I think that, you know, if you're with somebody, they have to accept you for who you are. You're not going to change. So if you're in the dating world, um, does it make sense to date somebody else who is also a psychic or is in that same realm of, of, 
uh, professions. What do you do, Exy? Well, I met my husband before I really had accepted what I was about. I mean, I I'd always known I knew things, I but I didn't know why. So we were dating and it was getting very serious. And um, I started to realize that I knew when the phone was going to ring. And then I knew who was on the phone, <laughs> who was calling, uh, you know, because I could feel the electricity coming down the side of the house from the old house phones. And then spirit activity started and I knew more things and I'd been journaling forever. So I had boxes of journals and he was questioning what these were. And then he proposed and I said, okay. So the day after he proposed, I said, you know what? I said, I, you're being in, in earnest here and you're, you're presenting everything you have. And I, I love you and I, I adore that. Here's me. <laughs> this is my truth. I hear dead people. I see dead people. I know when the phone's going to ring and I know who's on it. And I know that this is growing because it gets more and more all the time. And I said, can you handle this? And if you can't, then, you know, and I took the ring off and I said, please take this ring back. Because I said, it would not be in all honesty that I marry you and become your partner in life and in everything. So think about this. And he just looked at me and he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, I, you thought that was a parlor trick, you know, that you knew when the phone was going to ring. He goes, come on. He goes, you turn around, you talk to things or you'll go, Oh, cause something surprised you in the hallway. He goes, no, I know you see things. And I, you know, I've seen the books. I have not looked at your journals, but he said, I just assumed that they were writings of importance to you. So, you know, he put the ring back on my finger. So I don't know if that's amazing. I mean, I think he is. We've been together for 36 years. So I wow. think it's amazing. It um, is. Yeah, thank you. He's really great. And he appreciates this about me. He has gone to conventions with me and gone, you know, God bless him, driven me from Pennsylvania to Florida to Illinois to, you know, and um, so, you know, it's got, it was, it was, he was my gift. I waited a long time for him and for that understanding. And I waited a long time for me. So we came together at the same time. And so I don't know about dating. I don't, oh man, would I, if something happened to him, heaven forbid, please, I'm knocking on wood. Um, would I, I would, I, I would probably be with just me for the rest of my life. I don't think I would venture out there and do this all again. I really don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've been married now 11 years and um, you know, I've recently gotten into supernatural topics and my wife is a little nervous about it, but <laughs> she knows that I love this <laughs> subject and I'm not going anywhere, but um, she, she, she pretty much accepts it now. Cool. Um, yes, yes. But for Stacy, um, are you dating right now or what kind of, what kind of person are you looking for? <laughs> What's my situation? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't go out with anyone who won't let me give them a reading first. And Ooh. so, and so anybody, you know, either they run away screaming or, you know, they're, they're <laughs> intrigued. So, um, 
so yeah, that's kind of, you know, I'm, it's tough, but you know, like what was said before, it's, it's a, a whole different kind of commitment too to be with somebody who's, who is psychic and boy, they really got to um, be on board. So um, uh, I have a friend that uh, totally believes in me and, and he's very good to me. And so, uh, you know, but we'll see what the future holds. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's, um, you know, the first thing somebody asks typically is, oh, you know, what do you do? <laughs> and, <laughs> it's like, well, I'm a psychic. Let me give you a reading. And that either cuts it right, right short or, you know, then you're giving somebody a reading and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But um, it definitely adds some interest to the conversation. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I think that it, it's really the best thing to be honest up front about that, about yeah. what you do and, and also about your expectations. Yes. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you could run into a situation where that person is is not only uh, turned off, but scared about what you do. <laughs> well, yeah, so, especially if they don't know out of the gate, they're afraid, you know. Ex so. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Tommy, how has this affected your relationships? All right. Uh, I live with a Buddhist Lama now. Uh, I was married three times. And once the first time, uh, 10 years, second time, 20 years. Uh, but it does play a big toll because I like where I'm at right now, there's very few people I want to be with because they don't understand basically where I'm coming from and what I'm even talking about. Now, I just want to explain this. When we say psychic, psychic means a lot of different things. And it's a lot of different abilities that are, you just can't say I'm a psychic because there's mediumship. There's, in, I mean, it's deja vu. I mean, all those little words fit into what a psychic or psychic abilities are. Automatic writing. People go in and start writing from spirit. I mean, there's aura readings, being able to read a person's aura. But there's things that I got involved with. I mean, OBE, NDE, near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, are much different than trying to work with people on this planet. I work with angels and deities. So my, my realm is a lot different than trying to deal with the average person and what they're going through here. All right. Now, what I was going to say, there was a disaster that happened to the planet in 1950. And that was because of the Philadelphia Experiment, which actually became the Montauk Project. That allowed a lot of entities. And a lot of people bypass all that. If you go on TV, there's about 20 shows on, uh, on a week time now dealing with ghost busting and house hauntings. But the spirits are evil. They actually can burn houses, hurt people. They get more violent than it has ever been in history. And there's a big reason for that. But see, I mean, it's nice to be nice to people that need help, want help. But there's so many things. Now, psychic abilities that like you asked about, can they be learned? The army was trying to teach remote viewing, which they did. Now, remote viewing is usually used for the wrong reasons, a very bad reason. Uh, that's like going in somebody's house and looking at what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, and it's real. So there's so many abilities out there, like aura reading, a person should be able to read another person's aura and they will know what that person is without even talking to them. So all these little things. I was empathic, 100% empathic for two years. That was the most scariest time of my life because I could see every thought every person had. Good, better, and different. And I confronted one person a day just to make sure that it was real. But again, I was hoping to see somebody talking about God when they were walking around or somebody saying something spiritual to themselves. 
and I haven't, I hadn't found it in those two years. So I begged spirit to take it away. I said, I, I don't want to live like this because I, there's nothing in this world that even wants to relate to that I would want to relate to. But there's something that I did. It's called fairy whispering, talking to the elementals and the spirits and, and the air spirits, water spirits, fire spirits, and knowing them and what's happening to them right now. I mean, all these little things like ghost release. A lot of spirits can't go into the higher worlds just because they want to. They're stuck here for a reason. And it's usually karma. And uh, I work with the most haunted house in New York City. I was there for two years working there. I freed so many spirits out of there, including uh, Hamilton, because he stayed there for a couple of years with Madame Jumel. But Madame Jumel, who owned the house after Samuel Jumel died, she said she will never leave that house until they tear the house down. So she'll probably haunt it until that house is torn down. It's a beautiful house. It's a mansion. It was the first house built in New York City. So, I mean, I've been around a lot of things. So when we just say psychic, I mean, being able to help somebody with certain abilities, all right, is one thing. But being able to do all the other, like telekinesis, I mean, even uh, pyrokinesis. I've been, I've been a fire dancer half of my life. So I learned about fire. Uh, so, you know, and things that people don't even want to mention is voodoo and Santeria. They're religions, but they're also psychic abilities that they use in a very bad way. I grew up in Jersey and they used it there in the schools, in the town. Santeria came into Jersey City and it flooded. All the Jewish people moved out and more people moved in. They were using the churches as Santeria temples. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a nice world at some places, but if you look at the deep side, what's happening right now? We're in the worst position, and it's not like one person can change it, helping one person deal with the sickness. Healing is only temporary. No matter who gives it to you, where you get it from, it's only, it's only temporary in the physical reality. Uh, soul doesn't get healed, just the, the physical body, and the body's going to run out sooner or later. It can't live past 125 years. So it's a time frame that the clock that runs on the body itself, no matter what you do to it or who you work with. I mean, I work with some of the top psychics, top mediums, top medicine people, top... Uh, shamanism and they're lacking a lot of things and that's their perception of god and i spent my whole life trying my my new book is two teachings of jesus from god realization but my whole life i spent trying to find out what god really is not what people say is moses did not know god jesus never said he was god so all the biggest concepts that mankind accepts are complete lies so I became aware of all my past lives. Even that is a really important ability to learn. Uh, biolocation, I don't know too many people that can do that in this reality. Uh, it's a little different than astral projection. What is, what is biolocation? You have two bodies running at the same time. You're not just taking your soul out of one body, going somewhere, looking around and coming back into your body. You have another body actually moving around somewhere else. A couple of llamas did it, a couple of other people in history did. I never learned that ability. I learned many other, I learned 20 abilities out of the 32. But uh, I was learning how to use them. And I, I realized at one point, I can never use them again. Because if I thought of something, it would happen. I mean, that person's going to pay for their karma. And they had a car crash, they were in the hospital for six months. That simple. I mean, I could go on and on about that. And I learned how to control that, not to think it. I say, let spirit do what it's going to do. I can tell when people have karma and what they're going to do to pay it off. And it's not simple, especially people that kill people. Moses killed 2,000 people. He couldn't go to heaven. That's why he was never allowed into the promised land. But the Bible doesn't get into that because they don't even understand that. So the concept, and then people say, well, the Ten Commandments are baloney. Well, you can believe that too. 
but we need a foundation. We have no morals today. It's so limited to the people that think they have morals to the rest of the world. 90% of the planet's starving, homeless, and abused. So no matter who these people are healing, they're healing such a small part, 6% of the planet. And we got a sad planet going on. We've got people in the United States that are supposed to be in the uh, 6% of middle-class people, burning people down, burning houses down, beating cops, everybody. It's a horrible place right now. A virus that's, that nobody wants to believe it's real. They want to make believe it's fake. Nobody wants to follow the rules. Nobody. It's just sad. We can't even get along with our own foundation of the United States. And, the, and I'll just throw this in because it's not psychic, but the agenda, uh, UN Agenda 21 is all about what's going to happen to the United States in the next two years. And it was written by a, a lot of countries. They all agreed on it. And its first thing is to destroy the United States so they can make one world power. So, I mean, the consciousness of becoming one, I think it's a, an effect of that as well. Because more people say, we're one with the universe. One, and I said, universe? The universe isn't creative. It doesn't go into the higher realms. It has no awareness of the higher realms. Very few people do. So, yeah, my teachings and, and the other part that people don't want to relate to, aliens are in control of much of the planet and what happens here. Nobody realizes that. When aliens come and teach people, what do they think they're teaching? Love? They don't have feelings and emotions, so they can't even teach a simple thing as love. Jesus didn't come here to teach love either. But that idea of love is so overpowering to the world, they think it's going to save the world, which it's not. Compassion is much more important if we all were a little more compassionate to each other. Uh, we, can't, we don't have to love each other. I mean, we don't have the love of killer and a rapist and all those other things, but we do have to be compassionate of what we, we allow to happen, which we don't. And I, I wrote many times about morals have disappeared. Ask a child what morals are. How many morals do they even know exist or what they even mean? And without that, we're not going to move forward. Healing people is one thing. I was a healer and I said, I can't, I don't want to do this. I said, these people, uh, they, they got so much karma to work with. And me healing them is not going to help them because they're going to die. They're going to reincarnate and start all over. And when you see a soul start over, it's sad because even if a person gets dementia in this lifetime, they lose their whole awareness of their whole life when they die. And that's scary. I think that's the worst place for a person to die in this physical world right now. So there's a lot of things happening at the same time. And these abilities are being used like people that want to produce uh, like the numbers for tomorrow or things like that. I know so many psychics that claim they can do all that. And I said, well, why don't you win? Go to the casino, get all the money and build all children's homes in the United States if, if you feel that you can do that. I mean, very few psychics, I'm not talking about reading people's auras and, and soul, but I'm talking about when they, when they talk about predictions and like remote viewing and, and uh, levitation and all that. Nobody has ever levitated anything physically beyond a shadow of a doubt provable on this planet in the past hundred years. So when they say, well, uh, I can do it. Like I told you, the Lama up in Tibet said, not Tibet, uh, in India. Or I can levitate, but he wouldn't let anybody near him. Now, there's abilities like the baby Buddha. He said he stayed under a tree for 15 years and never ate. So there's things that people do, and the provable part of it is for what reason? I mean, when we say I sacrifice for the world, we don't sacrifice for the world. We can't. Uh, there's too much karma in the world for you even to try to even touch one or two people, never mind the whole world. And they all have their own karma to deal with. Uh, and so usually moves forward, which I learned the hard way, moves forward. Every time it reincarnates, it's a little bit better than it was in its last life. You don't go from a king to a peasant on the street or in a jungle unless you're a mass murderer. I mean, there's a lot of things that create more karma. And obviously, you're not going to go forward. But if you live in life normally, uh, you move forward. 
to me, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. But I can tell you, I went through the fire 10 times over. And I don't even want to go into those stories because they're 10 times darkness, of, dark night of the soul. And what I experienced, I don't think too many people did. But being in the UFO world makes it 10 times worse. Because everybody thinks good aliens are going to come here and save us, which is not going to happen. But they are going to be coming here very soon uh, in, a, in a number where they're going to expose themselves to the world, uh, make themselves known. So you know, there's a lot going down. And I'm in a place where I'm putting information out. My truth is, if you know what soul is, how to leave the body, nothing could hurt you. Nothing could bother you. And nothing really matters in this physical world that can do anything to you. Uh, but if you don't know that, if you don't know what you're doing, you ask the plane, how to get there, what's going to happen when you get there, who, who actually works with you when you're there, all those little kind of things, souls get stuck here. That's why there's so many spirits floating around on this planet. They never learned anything spiritual enough to help them get past this first step. I'm sorry, I, I'll leave it there. <laughs>